want to move that a little closer or no. scoot it towards you a little bit. Not too. That's no. Cool. That's probably fine. All right. All right, cool. Good morning, people. Here we are, Slappercast episode. Uh, shut up. Episode number 27. I think that's right. Uh, 72. I'm starting to lose count now. Yeah, it is uh, Monday morning. Shut up. And we, we just uh, played another, it was what, what three, three week gig weekends in a row we did or something? It's been a very busy month. The, end, the tail end of July was. Yeah, people. Uh, most people work five days a week, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Moe's in Cyprus and uh, Stuttgart and Galveston on the roof. Yeah, that was interesting. And, uh, and then la- yesterday at Woody's on the beach in Galveston. And uh, I got to tell you, I got to tell you something about the sunshine and the, the afternoon and outside and 150,000 degrees and uh, just what a, what, what, what a fun day that was. Yeah. I re- yeah. I really like that place. The, the patio out there is just set up perfectly for live music. It's one of those rare bars where you can tell that they knew exactly what they were going for when they built that patio out. Um, the stage is just the perfect size and, this gorgeous view of the of the Gulf right between, right behind us, really open. It's completely open air. It's partially shaded. I mean, there is a these these slats that cover the whole patio, so there's a little bit of sunlight coming through the roof and the wind is yeah. You kind of get, yeah. get a little vertigo going when you walk out, when yeah. you walk in there and this because the, the way the slats are set up is uh, the sun's coming through and it's just it's it's yeah. it's disorientating yeah, it's when you're walking through the yeah. Makes for some interesting good good photographs though. Yeah, and so we played, and before that night at Stuttgart, we played on the roof for the first time, which was a surprise, which we weren't expecting. But uh, uh, people tell us they, they sounded pretty good up there. Yeah, so. yeah we, we'll have to figure out, if we play up there again, we'll have to figure out a different spot. Yeah. This was kind of an awkward setup. Of course, the good folks over at U.S. Backline, they, oh, yeah. they, they were showing a movie. So there, there was a little conflict. Uh, management wanted us up on the roof, forget, forgetting completely that there was the movies uh, at Sangerfest Park yeah. at the same time. So we, although we weren't as loud as we could have been, you know, we're still, there's still going to be a, a conflict, you know, having the, the movie going and having us up on the roof. So we waited till the movie was over, uh, much to the chagrin of some of the people that had come out. So a little bit of a mess up, but that won't happen again. We, um, we thoroughly enjoyed being up there and, uh, you know, staff was really good to us in Stuttgart, and as they always are, Danny and the crew run a great ship down there. But yeah, it was uh, very, very interesting, and it's, it's just nice too. This is this can be an absolutely rotten time of year in that the temperatures can just get just stifling. And but we were lucky; we had a great breeze this this uh, yeah this this weekend, and also the um, the water in Galveston was just it looked like the Caribbean. It was just absolutely beautiful, yeah. blue, and you know. Uh, lots of sunshine and just you know, as as far as the temperature goes, it could have been a lot worse. So we were Definitely. we were lucky. It was only 170. Yeah, right. so. we lucked out with the rain too, which is funny because both both days that we were driving down, we drove through a pretty vicious rainstorm. Uh, it's about a, uh, Galveston for those of you who don't know, it's about an hour south of Houston, F- most fifty miles. So it's like yeah. about twenty minutes. Chad, you got you got to put the foot down. Yeah, most most Houstonians are, are very very familiar with that drive. But uh, a lot of things can happen on your way down there. Yeah. And because uh, we have gotten rained out of outdoor shows in Galveston before. Well, once before. And uh, 
So uh, we were just kind of crossing our fingers. But once we hit the storm, which was pretty intense, it cleared up immediately. And on the other side of it was just nothing but sun and yeah. blue skies. So, yeah, it was it was perfect. Well, <laughs> you could always be a little cooler in Texas. But uh, I, it was it was really nice, especially when the breeze was blowing yeah. um, both nights. It was really, really pleasant out there. And then even in, on Friday in Cyprus, too, once the sun went down, that was really pleasant out there as well at Moe's. Yeah, that was that really nice, you know, because uh, we've had some we've had some pretty scorcher uh, nights out there. But that was a that was a that was a really pleasant weekend where, uh, you know, for end of July, beginning of August. I mean, it's been it's been really good. So, yeah, that was that was, that was enjoyable. Uh, which reminds me, we're going to be at uh, well, this coming weekend, we're going to be back at the Pub Fountains out on 59 in Stafford, Texas, where we haven't been there in a year or two, I think. Yeah. Um, that's uh, now nah, that's another great stage. They built that with that. The, they built that stage for well, you, you, yeah. you can see us from the freeway, and you can probably hear us from the freeway. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a beautiful lake there, a man made lake, and there's a bunch of restaurants and shops and stuff around there. So it's a really it's a great it's a great venue, and uh, sounds always wonderful down there. They've uh, they've got a team of really really good sound guys down there. So yeah. so they, uh, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah. And uh, what I was gonna say. What led me into that, uh, we played at Moe's Cypress this past Friday, and we're going to be at their sister pub in Katy on Saturday, this coming Saturday. Yeah, now we're going to start that one a little earlier, because uh, we, we'd, we'd, uh, we'd start that one late before, but yeah, I think we'll start about half an hour earlier this time. Right, 30? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Duly noted? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're also, just speaking of Moe's, we're going to be back at Moe's, we haven't been to Moe's Vintage Park, the, the first Houston Moe's location. We're going to be back there on uh, later this month. I think uh, I can't remember which is it the thirtieth. I think it's the thirtieth. It's one of those dates. So keep an eye on our website blackguards.com or look at the events on our Facebook page. All right. Well, we have a couple of really great questions from our old friend Andrew Schram. He he, he uh, sent to me a couple weeks ago. Andrew Schram, who her name rings a bell. What, yeah. what, what what has he ever done for us? Andrew Schram is oh, wait a, minute. a member of our extended Blackguards uh, team. He's done quite a bit of artwork for us. He's a, uh, an, an illustrator, a really talented illustrator. Top drawer. Very talented, yeah. He's, he's done, um, most recently, the pirate shirts that you see at our shows. A lot of our people are wearing them, those shirts which was designed ahead of time and with the pirate festival in mind. But that is our, I think this design, we're probably going to be selling it for most of the year. It's been a really big seller. That was Andrew's work. And last year he also did our Patty's Day shirt, which was on sale just for a limited time at uh, O'Bannon's Tap House and College Station. So I'll, I'll have, uh, if you want to see, check out his artwork, in case you haven't seen the shirts that he's designed for us, I'll have pictures of them. And just um, yeah, just a side note on that too. The we're going to be looking at speaking of shirts, we're going to be looking at do you know trying the online shop again. Yeah, We've done yeah, this before, okay. and it's been it's been touch and go. It's hard to maintain uh, the online stores. They're just you know storage and um, you know and, and shipping out on time, especially when we're leaving and we're you know we're gone a lot of the time and whatnot. So we are going to try another thing. But we all we also yesterday we did the. Um, we uh, we had the drunken monkey privateers come down, and they're the ones that actually hosted yes. the pirate festival. They they dreamed it up, they planned it out, and they executed it with uh, surgical precision. Just absolutely, just um, it was 
it's just incredible. If you've seen any of the pictures, you, you, you know what we're talking about. But um, so they are uh, donating the proceeds for their, their pirate shirts, their pirate festival shirts, which uh, all the bands are on the back and uh, the, the, the burlesque group, the Damn Damn Dames and all that stuff. They're on the, uh, they're, they're on the shirt, but they're, they're donating the, uh, the proceeds to the uh, Camp Hope, which is a, a veterans charity. And they're, uh, they're extremely generous to do that. And they're, you know, they printed them up with that in mind. And um, so we're going we're gonna to post a link to their website as well. And um, see if we can we can uh, move some of those shirts and raise some money for them. Yeah. So, but just just a beautiful shirt, really well done, great quality shirt, and it's a it's um you know of course it's a wonderful charity. So yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll have that link in the in the show notes too to the Drunken Monkey Privateers website. But anyway, back to Shram, Andrew Shram. Yeah, Andrew didn't go into a whole lot of detail, but he kind of hinted that he's um, thinking about starting his own business. I'm assuming he's going to be starting his own design illustration business and by the way also his wife emily emily shram is also a very talented artist as well um and she's much better looking than he is <laughs> just fyi yeah um and the shrams they, they live up in uh uh in massachusetts right no baltimore uh, no, baltimore sorry maryland i get <laughs> i get those m states on the northeast uh confused anyway andrew asks what advice would you give to someone who is starting their own business how to stay focused, positive, etc. Chad had mentioned that he'd probably always find a way to, to stay self-employed if possible. And yeah, I said that on another, an earlier show where we were talking about what would happen if we weren't playing music. Yeah, that's a really good question. You have anything to say about that off the top, on the, off no, the cuff? No, <laughs> always, always, always go work for somebody else and uh, try <laughs> to get minimum wage and then call in sick a lot and get fired. It's great. No, it's... Uh, and no, it's a great question. And it's, uh, you know, people look at you like you're uh, uh, two heads, you know, when you, when you say, you know, I'm going to start a band. or gonna and, and we touched on this before in another episode, but uh, growing up in Ireland, Irish people are great. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, sense of humor is, you know, is, is, is very, very easy to find. It's plentiful in, in Ireland. But with that comes... Um, and this is inherently Irish. This is just the, the yeah, I'm going to go start my own car. Oh, Jesus, don't do that. No, 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 no. It'll never work. It'll never win. They have this, it's this, it's ingrained in the, in the, in the culture, I guess. It was just, uh, don't do it. No, no, it can't work. And then you come to America and it's, yeah, yeah, give that a shot. Yeah. Yeah, do it now. Do it yesterday. Start. You know, and, and so, you know, of course, now I'm, uh, really old, but it, it, and it may have changed a lot. But it was just—it just seemed like it was very, you know, you know, you know, it's it's ticking over. Just just keep it, keep it. It's not broke. Don't fix it. Blah blah. So, a the the positivity thing is absolutely crucial. It's, it's first and foremost. I mean, people that in business, I see it and hear it, you know, all the time with entrepreneurs or club owners or bands or you know, you just you. It's easy to get knocked down and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, it's, it, it's so much easier to break something than it is to fix it. Uh, same yeah. thing, you know, build it. You know what I mean? Every, yeah. Everybody can smash something there, you know, but can, can you build it? Uh, driving to, uh, to New Orleans uh, a few weeks ago, just crossing the, crossing the swamps on these, uh, you know, these two-lane highways and, you know, that are just built on, on stilts across this thing. And I just, you glance at that and you go, you know, you have... You, what kind of vision 
you know, that these people have to, to look across and say, yeah, we'll just build a bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at that and I say, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to find a floating piece of wood and get across it, you yeah. know, and hope I'm faster than the alligators. But yeah. it was just, you know, so, so it's really easy to build or, you know, th- th- think you're going to build this, you know, th- this company or this, but executing it then takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Musicians are not known for their get up and go and their, it's typically, you know, yeah. so it's positivity and, and, you know, is there a market for it and blah, 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 all that stuff. That's, it takes a little bit of time. But the, the thing with this is, and I remember talking to a friend of mine, Steve Boyd, um, he used to be the drummer for a band called Rat Ranch way back in the day. He was uh, the original drummer and um, he's, uh, he's out now floating around the seas. He just lives on a yacht, you know, because Rat Ranch made so much money, they just all retired, and now they live in big castles, and he just floats in the, floats in the ocean. But um, he said to me, he looked at me, and he had that very, very, very perplexed look on his face, and he said, are you sure you want to do this? I said, yeah, why, you know, why wouldn't I? He goes, because uh, he'd been, he'd already done this for 20 years. Yeah. So he was completely out and never wanted to play music again, and uh, it was just a shame, too, a great drummer. So... You have to you have to make sure that you're that you're all in mm-hmm. that you're you know and then you have to find like minded idiot, uh, people <laughs> with uh, you know that 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 that, that want to because it, it's you know it's nothing's given to you and you have to earn everything mm-hmm. and it's it, it's funny bands make the same as they did in the eighties as they do now you know eighties and nineties so 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 the you better learn how to you know guide that. You know, the, the income, the income, yeah, yeah. That one of many many things I was thinking about mentioning is uh, whether it's music or any, it really doesn't. Whatever it is you're thinking about doing to start your own business, you, you know, there's that old adage: don't quit your day job. I, I would just say, just do quit your day job, but make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. When I when I quit my day job, twelve years, almost twelve years ago now, which blows my mind. And I had at the time, I had about sixteen thousand dollars saved up, and I thought, I'm, I'm set. I'll be fine. You know, um, I'll, it, the, the timing of me quitting, I'll, I'm, I might get into more in a second, but because the band had been together for several years by that point, and we were working fairly regularly, but that that money, which seemed like a huge amount of money to me at the time, uh, not so much now, that that uh, money disappeared very quickly. So you do need to make sure. You know, if if I was to go back, I I would probably have waited another year or two before I did that because um, but there were other reasons why I quit. I mean, I was I had a, a scheduling conflicts and things like that uh, where I wasn't getting enough sleep and things like that. There were there were a lot of different reasons why I quit when I when I did. But my advice would be to just just put that off as long as as you can, just just to uh, I mean, not forever, but just make sure that you do have. Uh, you got to have some money uh, socked away before before you do that. But also, too, just make sure because when obviously the band had been already been together for several years at that point, we had steady work. And if you're if you're trying thinking about doing design or whatever it is, you make sure that you've got a roster of clients already before you do that, just so you know that there's going to be a steady flow of income coming in because uh, it, it can be all that can disappear and just go south so easily. I mean, I know, I know a lot of friends who are who are self-employed web designers and it's rough business, man. It's, it's not easy. It's not like having a, a steady paycheck at all because you, you sometimes clients just won't pay you or they won't pay you on time and, and you're struggling to make, to make ends meet and it can be really scary sometimes. 
So do make, I don't want to scare everybody away from this, but it is, you really do need to keep, keep an eye on that stuff. And, you know, and just be prepared for the self-employed taxes. Uh, if, you, if you're not used to paying taxes on your own, just be prepared for a shock because it's, it, it can be uh, completely overwhelming at first if you're not prepared, uh, which this leads me to the other thing about staying focused, staying productive. It's absolutely essential that you have a dedicated workspace at home, a home office, basically. Whether you have a separate room or just a, a corner that's where you have a desk and a, a focused work area where you do nothing, you sit down at that desk and all you're doing is what you're working. Um, that's important for a couple of reasons. Number one, it'll really, I found that it really helps you stay focused to have a routine. You, you have a set amount of hours uh, set aside uh, on, an, on, on any given day where you're going to be concentrating on your work. Th- that's really important just to stay focused and to stay, to keep moving and stay prioritized and everything that you've got on your to do list. But you can also uh, potentially save a, a, a huge amount of money on taxes with a, uh, a home office deduction. Uh, so do your homework on taxes too before you do that. That that is a big one. And make sure you know what you're getting yourself into because uh, keeping up with quarterly payments and things like that. Uh, that taxes is something we've both uh, wrestled with because it's. Boring, yeah. bloody boring, it is. and it's really easy to set the paperwork on fire and keep yourself warm. And, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's um, yeah. There's there's just there's just um, the, the nice thing about that is there's everything's at your fingertips now. There's nothing. There's no question that you can't answer with just a a quick question on the internet, whatever. So, but yeah, that's complete crap. You know, just the the, the amount of time that you have to spend mm-hmm. on it. So. Um, and I don't mean to be all doom and gloom about that, but it's too it's, late. The, yeah, I mean the worst is when you you're not prepared. That's just, that's what I'm just trying to warn you. Just be prepared and, and yeah, I mean, do your and, research and, first. Yeah, there's a thousand there's a thousand reasons why you should and shouldn't you know go into this. You know if you're I mean, but you know stuff is at your fingertips. And you know, we're, we're lucky too in, in that we have um, okay. So, so focusing on a band, right? So so if you you know back in the day, if you were a bass player, yeah, you you get a job in a band, and you play bass. Well, now you have to be a bass player with a computer, mm-hmm. you know, background or a computer, you know, because there's just a, there's a bunch of, think about it, you know, the, the, the Beatles, guys probably haven't heard of them. It's a, you know, little band out of England somewhere in there, but you know, they're, so, so they sign with a record company to get a manager and there's something, you know, and, and, and that stuff's done for them. However, they, you know, and all these, you know, you listen to Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen, you talk, you know, those guys talk about losing a fortune yeah. by signing they all two. Got screwed over. Yeah. So yeah, so so that was the. Now it's all DIY. Now you gotta you, you gotta roll up your sleeves. And you gotta figure out how to do this stuff. Um, and I talk about bands going into a club and you know uh, Saturday night Stuttgart on the roof when we saw the area that they want us to play in. It was down three steps from the first tier where the bar is, and behind you is you know. You know, you're on the third floor looking down the streets and um, looking over the, 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 the strand, you know, of Galveston. So, but a very, very narrow little area. So, so now, now you've got to be an engineer and, and a sound engineer and a genie engineer. I mean, just to, to figure out how you're going to, you know, where are you going to, where, where's the focal point of, the, of, of this, you know, tiny little area they've given you. So I, I just go away. <laughs> I mean, I get so far, so deep into this, into this, these little tangents that, and I get lost, but you have to have 
many, many skills in other areas yeah. to do one job. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So, and again, I wouldn't, I, I still wouldn't trade it for, so, so we played, three of us played Thursday night, then loaded the gear. And then we played three outdoor shows, which each was four hours, uh, not including the load in and the load out and the setup and the tear down. Right. So there's a lot of hours outside and he's, it, it, it you know, it, it, it's, it's never just a four hour gig, you know, and people go, you know, well, yeah, well, you're only playing for it. Well, there's a ton of stuff that goes in between, you know, that's and we always joke, I say joke. We're, we're always messing, you know, that, that you don't get paid for playing. You get paid for setting up and tearing down. Cause the, yeah. You know, and, um, and yesterday we did, you know, four hours out in the sun on the, uh, on the beach. And again, I'm not complaining, but I, I, I just was, I, I came home last, <laughs> as I made it home at uh, 11 o'clock at night and uh, made a pot of coffee so I could, <laughs> I, I did. I was just yeah, I so I could get my stuff done, you know, yeah. I, you know, I, I I tie my stuff. I tie my sweaty shirts and all that stuff in plastic bags, and uh, you know, have got to get them all in the washers so I don't, uh, you know, melt the walls in the house. And um, there's no job out there right now, just in case you're looking for that one, where you just you work for yourself and you make a fortune on Monday afternoon, then you take the rest of the week off. It just doesn't work like that. You know, maybe if you go into to uh, you know, Bitcoin, you strike it on the first day and you go off and you take, all right, good. But there's, there's still not, you're still going to end up, you know, once they tax you on it, once they, you're going to end up working for it. You know, so if you don't want to work, then, you know, find that job, find that band that, you know, you can sit in the back and tap a triangle or whatever. Right. But um, there's an excruciating amount of work that goes into it. And we take our live shows seriously. We take the music seriously as Probably doesn't sound like it sometimes. It sounds like we're messing around, but there's there's a lot of stuff that we're doing even now behind the scenes that haven't come out yet. You know, a lot of stuff we're working on that's that's uh, hasn't seen the light of day, but we're we're taking new stuff out all the time and kind of trying it out and messing around with stuff. So so, so it's a, it's a constant. And, and and again, if you get stagnant in any job, I'm sure mm-hmm. you're 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 going to watch your income decline. So we're 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 trying to push a little bit harder and just just go in you know a couple of different new areas and you have to do that i think that you have to do that in any job if you're looking for you know if you're looking to be successful then you ought, you better be looking for new avenues and new areas to you know expand your your brand and yeah yeah you know, but i again, I, I just couldn't imagine doing anything else you know i i yeah. you know yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, we, we've 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 struggled with with finances and taxes and income and all that stuff. It's all been worth it. I mean, every, every single bit of drudgery that we've had to go through, like carrying the gear, driving twenty four hours <laughs> or thirty hours to get to a gig, we do it because we love it. And you have to whatever it is that you're planning to do. It's going to get rough. The road is going to get rough at some point, and that's when you're really going to be tested. And if you love it. You know, you may have a bad day, but the next day you feel better about it, et cetera, et cetera. You always will come back around to it, uh, no matter how bad things get or challenging things become. Um, but yeah, it's to, to, to riff on what Patrick was saying about the, the work part of it. He was joking earlier, like most people work five days a week. Talking about a three gig weekend that we had. We, yeah, we may only play, you know, three gigs in a week, but th- this job is, is seven days a week. I mean, there isn't a day that goes by that we're not working on this stuff but the thing is i don't you know i don't mind you know i sit down and yeah i do have a set amount of hours every day where i'm working on band stuff but i'll be up 
you know, two or three in the morning and I'm like, oh yeah. And there's, I, if you know, I realized I had the mailers or something else coming up, I'll just start doing it right then because I love doing it. You know, I, I there's frequently a lot of things I, I don't put off until the next day just because I know I can do it right now and I love doing it. So, but you need to be careful about that too, because you do need some downtime at some point. I, there was a, there's a, a podcast I listen to sometimes called Cortex, which is mainly about self-employment and, and productivity and stuff. One of the things I remember them saying on there was the best and the worst thing about being self-employed is being your own boss. I mean, you, you have the freedom, but then you also have to juggle or you have to wrestle with, with uh, self-discipline and, and scheduling. And, um, you know, it, it, if you've never been your own boss before, it can be, that's another thing. It's just like the finances. It can be like a smack in the face when you realize, oh, wait, I have to come, <laughs> I have to prioritize all these things and figure out, you know, how to do this and, and when to do it and how quickly to do it. How, what, you know, how much time should I spend on this? You know, nobody's looking over my shoulder now. It's just me. So uh, that can take some practice to get used to as well. Uh, yeah. Although the other thing I wanted to add too is this goes for everybody, regardless of what you're doing for a living. But I say, you know, do uh, allow yourself some downtime, but also I would work some kind of exercise uh, daily into your routine as well. So I found that, especially recently, to be incredibly useful. That has a lot to do and it will go a long way to helping you stay positive and focused. Uh, I just think that's absolutely essential for everybody. So I know that we both, Patrick, you, you run what? pretty much every day, no. right? No. Yeah. <laughs> but you love it too. I mean, that's something you, you look I, forward to. Yeah. I mean, I, and the only thing that stopped me from running last night was when I got, got home is uh, the, the amount of stuff. <laughs> The amount of stuff I had to do because I, I take everything in from the from, from the van and I just kind of dump it on the floor and you know you sit for a minute and you just head spins and then you go oh yeah so you get the get the clothes washed and just get you know get everything ready for today and then it's one o'clock in the morning and I, I'll get a few hours sleep and of course I'm up at eight this mm-hmm. morning just wide awake so um, yeah it's um, it's a, a exercise is absolutely man it's mandatory for everything it, it's just and yeah it, you know we cry and whine about the the food on the road and and you know yesterday i ate i had a bagel at i want to say 11 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and i didn't eat till seven o'clock that night we you know like i said we we loaded in set up played you know so i didn't eat again till seven o'clock so mm-hmm. yeah i didn't go looking for a salad i you know i shoved a big burger down my gullet and um if you're not exercising and you know if if the if the the sitting at the computer and tapping your fingers is the you know amount of your exercise. Your your, your business is not going to go very far, very long. Yeah. Um, unless you got one of those you know insane metabolisms, you know. But I I just I just and I I see it with with a lot of bands too that you just you hear it in their performance and again being a musician you, your ear becomes you know finely tuned so, so you can hear when they're having an off night and so, right. and most people can't luckily right so it hurts your performance it hurts the i've talked to musicians too who have been complaining about all the musicians in their bands you know that just you know because they're they're overdoing it it's you can you, you know you got to have drinks with your with your with your friends and your you know people come see you you have to have you know be able to stand around have a chat and whatever but you're doing yourself a disservice if you a play you know you saturate the market you you know you're killing the band anyway but you're you're also exhausting yourself and your voice and your 
you, you know, you know, mm-hmm. so your brand's suffering. So yeah, you absolutely mandatory to 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 do some exercise. So yeah. So think about all this crap that we're just throwing at you, right? With all the paperwork and all the thing. You know, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to do, but again, the discipline and the time management and um, which are two things I do not have. <laughs> you know, but still, you you know, you just, you just can kind of kind of get it done when you can. Yeah. And obviously time management is, is for any band is, is going to be probably a bigger challenge for musicians. than I think it would be for somebody who's just doing design or, you know, uh, yeah. Any, any work that doesn't require you to be up till three or four in the morning, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you have a much easier time of it. I, I, I kind of envy anybody who, who, uh, who, who can stick to a, a regular schedule like that. My life would be a lot easier if we could do that. But, um, yeah. The thing about exercise too, it, I think as a, as a culture, we've, a lot of us have turned, we've, we're kind of numb to it because we've grown up with everybody saying, I got to get your exercise. And it's like, it's sort of like, you know, eat your breakfast, do this and do that. Cause it, it's, it seems, I know for me, it, it it's, it exercise feels just the word sounds like a chore. And, uh, and I, I don't know about you, but I, growing up, in the states and and having to have this mandatory gym class that you have to have in most public schools it was a drag you see, you, you know especially depending on what time of day it was too it was that's that there was usually the time of day where you didn't really want to be moving and you have people barking at you come on do this do that and it was it was it was just uh not something that i look forward to and you're you know doing push-ups and all this horrible these horrible exercises that are just generally not fun. But if you, if you haven't done, and I've recently uh, kind of rediscovered this, and I've always known that it was uh, beneficial. It was actually essential for, for being a musician, especially regular aerobic exercise. I found to be uh, really important, not just for energy levels, but for singing uh, vocally. It's uh, tremendously helpful to, to, uh, to, stay, to stay active. But I, I, for my 50th birthday, my mom bought me an Apple Watch. Um, Thanks, Judy. Yeah, which has been, uh, I love this thing. And the, the, the most powerful thing it, is, it has given me is, is uh, it encourages you to stay active in general, but it also pushes you to do at least 30 minutes of focused exercise every day. So I've been trying my best to do that. Sometimes I'll, I'll, get, I'll satisfy that requirement just at the shows. But there is this, if, if my heart rate is not up enough, if I don't have enough room to move around on the stage, it's not going to. I won't hit it, you know, so I, I do still have to make, try to fit that in on my own, you know, when I'm not at a show. And if you've never done this, if you've never actually had at least 30 minutes of focused exercise every day, um, like me, you're going to be surprised at how, how much better you feel. I mean, right away. And it's not just about energy levels. It's, it's your mind. You, you, you start thinking sharper. You've just, everything works better. And Patrick has known this for, for a long time because he, he runs every day, uh, like, you know, pretty much every day, right? Yes, definitely not every day. Definitely yeah. not every day. Well, most days. Can't see my feet, but yeah. <laughs> well, Patrick, he's, he's one of these guys who's just naturally active anyway. He can't really sit still for very long. Yeah, so. let's wrap this up, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How did you, how did you get into to running in the first place? Do you remember? Yeah. I, I put one foot in front of the other and started to sweat real fast. No, it's just a... Um, it was in Houston, uh, started running. Um, I, I know that my brother Andrew and I ran on the beach one night in, uh, we were both living in Fort Lauderdale at the time. We were actually Pompano Beach. 
and um, decided I, I had this br- just wonderful idea. Said, hey, let's go for a jog. And he's like, what's wrong with you? I go, oh, it'd be great. And it was nighttime, and I remember, and he just, he killed me. I mean, he went way, way fast. And we were running on the sand, too, and I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? So I never did it again till I, <laughs> till I, till I moved to Houston. And, um, but I am one of those people that doesn't, I don't sit still very much. And I like to, you know, I, I, I walk, <laughs> when I make something to eat at home, I start, walk around the house and just pace and eat. I just, I don't sit down. So, um, but yeah, Houston was the, 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 when I got into to running and I remember it was Memorial Park and I was very young then and just a ton of energy. And I, I used to go, um, my friend Megan and, and I, we used to work at a place called Garden in the Heights here and we'd go walk after our shift at, at two and three in the morning around Memorial Park. And there was a few of us. It was me and a bunch of waitresses and poor me. <laughs> and uh, we go, uh, we go walk this three mile track. And so then we got into it. Uh, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I, I just kept going. And, and so even when I was bartending at Outback pub and stuff like that at three and four o'clock in the morning, when we got out, uh, I would, hit the trail i'd go you know and i and i just and i had this i still have it i i i still have this uh, urge to run all the time it's it never goes I, I was i was seriously just just fantasizing about running when we were driving back from galveston last night my clothes are still wet from from the show i'm just uh you know we still hadn't unloaded the gear yet and i'm thinking about well i could just go do a quick three miler or four you know and yeah there's i need i need help i need to go get I need to go see a doctor. It was, there's something wrong with me. But, um, and I run at the hottest part of the day too. I, I wait, <laughs> there's, there's something seriously wrong with me. The head's, head's gone. But uh, um, I run at the worst parts of the day just because, you know, you feel like you're getting more exercise than, than if you, you know, if you go at the cool part. Uh-huh. And um, so, so anyway, so yes, to say that's when I got into to running. So I've been running for, for years. You know, I've had a few injuries where I've been sidelined for a while. And, and, and it's just, it's absolute torture. I tried bike riding and it takes me, you know, takes me two hours to get the sweat I would get up, you know, or the, the heart rate I'd get to, to, you know, after a mile of running. So yeah, it's crazy. It's just, the, the, there's no comparison. And, you know, I don't wear, you know, when I do ride my bike, I don't put it, I don't wear a helmet or anything. That's, I just go ride my bike, you know, and, and, uh, it's, you know, but still you got to make sure the air is tight and air, air in the tire with running. You just put your shoes on, you're gone. Mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's uh, yeah and, and then the exercise thing is something i just recently kind of rediscovered and refocused on uh it, ironically because because of what i was trying to do at home with my home office hours and trying to keep trying to keep you know focused at home and to stay productive uh, earlier this year i bought uh, a coffee machine when I, for a long time i wasn't brewing coffee at home i was always going out to get it so i figured you know, having brewing at home would kind of help me, you know, stay in the pocket and not get distracted. And the problem was part of my routine was walking to the coffee shop every day to do my work there. And once, once I started brewing at home, I stopped walking and I've been like a couple months, I put on like 10 pounds before I even knew it. So yeah. And that it can happen really easily when you're not, if you're not paying attention, especially at my age. So I'm in the process of losing this weight now. And so that's why I, one of the reasons why I brought that up is like, do definitely do make time because it can be easy, really easy to forget about that. If you're, when you're really busy, when you, because I, as I sometimes have a problem when I get f- so focused on something, I, 
it's like tunnel vision there. Everything else just kind of vanishes and I forget about eating. I forget about sleeping. And, and uh, so, yeah. yeah, definitely. And it can be just as easy. Walking really, a lot of people don't realize how beneficial that can be just simply going walking for 30 minutes. And yeah. And again, we're preaching to, I mean, everybody knows this stuff. We're, we're, we're spending way too much time on this just because it's been invaluable to us. And it's also been, it's been a curse, you know, when, when you, when you overlook it. So, but, but again, without, without, I, I know it's been way too much information that already, but everybody already has, but the, you know, the, the, if you can swim, that's, that's the one, if you can walk, do it, if you can run, do it. But yeah, you know, there's, there's no, there's no, then there's a great cartoon, you know, where, where it has the huge line of people lining up for, for, for prescription drugs. And then there's the, there's the two windows and one is prescription drugs and one is lifestyle changes. There's nobody at the lifestyle (laughs) change window and everybody's standing. So, uh, uh, another thing, I don't like taking medicine of any mm-hmm. kind, so I, I go I <laughs> hurt myself <laughs> a few times by you know by now because I won't go see a doctor. And so you try to do it yourself. You know, you, you basically need help. And I would say 100 percent start. A, you know, if you can start a business, if you got that that idea and you got that, like everybody, every, everybody knows that their that their rock and roll band is the best in the world. I have talked to these guys all the time and they're just, you know, they're just a hundred percent behind. I love that. And yes, that is exactly what they, they, they are to them. They're the best band in the world and they're doing what they need to do. And, you know, you just got to treat it. You got to treat it like a full-time job. And, yeah. and, and if you have the discipline to work at home and, and, you know, not be supervised and, you know, get your stuff done, then absolutely go for it. You, you know, you, you're, you're going to do, you know, but just, uh, don't be the, you know, the, the, the band that's copying the other one that's doing the, you know, it's just, you, you know, you can make a decent living doing, you know, doing, doing music, you know, after you build it. And we are going to have those people on here. Our friend Randy couldn't be here today. He had to go find some stuff in his beard. And, um, but we're going to have him on, we're going to have him on, uh, hopefully next week's, uh, podcast. He plays yeah. with a little outfit. We're doing a show with them in September. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, all that said, if you can do that, then I would say do it today. Do it, you know, get the, you know, start off and dip your toe in the water and, you know, just, just you know, find your, find your niche and, you know, you're going to be as successful as, you know, as, as much as you work at it. Mm-hmm. Sleep and exercise and if you can eat right, God, yeah. you just, your life will improve. Everything in your life will improve with that. Yeah. And, and also, you know, just like I, I don't take, I don't take hair tips from bald people. I don't take, you know... Uh, exercise advice from you know, is, you know, so it's, you you know exactly what you're you know exactly what you're supposed to do and and you know and yeah, there's an excuse for everything if you can't and there's also a way around it if you can so do it yeah yeah I think that sums up that yeah. <laughs> that topic pretty good. So Andrew also asked us. And this is something we talked about a little bit on the show, but um, uh, album Andrew covers. Andrew Schramm? Andrew Schramm. Why is he asking all these questions? I don't know, man. What's Andrew the deal, go, Andrew? Andrew, get a job. <laughs> uh, Andrew asked us, uh, what are your favorite album covers and what elements from them are you drawn towards oh, specifically? Um, and we did talk about, we talked a little bit about album covers and, and, and uh, music packaging. I think it was either last week or the week before. And we also mentioned that because people have asked us, are we going to put out our new record on vinyl? And yeah, we are. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, very much looking forward to designing the packaging for it, which I'm, I'm really excited about. I have no idea what we're going to do for it yet, because I don't even know what the album's going to be called yet. 
But yeah, favorite album covers. The, the first one that I'm always going to think of is Sgt. Pepper, uh, the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper, uh, which was a record that I grew up with. It was one of the only Beatles records that my parents had. So I spent countless hours just getting lost in that that record, looking at the all the crazy things that are on the, the front of it and reading the lyrics and and uh, yeah, that was that was the, I think the first record cover that I or album cover I really got uh, kind of enamored with and fascinated with. And I, I love it's it's that that kind of 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 artwork that to me is 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 you, you, like you can't separate it from the music in my mind. It's uh, it, it kind of almost shapes my perception of the music in a way. It, it's like part of the whole experience, and that that, that that's really the first thing I think of. Oh, what, what would you say just off the top of your head? Like the most, the one album cover that comes to mind immediately. All my, all my album covers were Iron Maiden. You know, yeah. it was always the Eddie, and it was always the Derek Riggs artwork on those things because he always put in. You know, he he always, there was so much detail and so much. But again, that I mean, that was just what I went to. But again, I love album covers like the Neil Diamond Hot August Night. Where it's just you know, they, they caught that moment, you know. We spoke we spoke about wonderful photography and uh, how a good photographer will capture that shot, you know, that action shot, that live yeah. shot that just tells you that that was the that was the show that you should have been at. Uh, other uh, Ross Halfen, huge, huge rock photographer. His photography would usually be on the inside, you know. Once uh, there was a piece of mind on um, the Iron Maiden records. You would, you know, open up the sleeves, and there would be pictures. And, and going, yeah. if, if, if you saw Ross Halfin's name in there, you know you're going to get every. You can you can be at the show through the pictures. It's just stunning how. And, and again, that's that's a, and our 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 friend Christy um, Lane Vest. She's a, an amazing. We know so many great photographers. I mean, just the Pirate Festival. I mean, Ninja. But when you have that timing, you have to you have to kind of be a musician yourself mm-hmm. you're you know you have to have a, 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 a i think a really deep understanding of music to be able to capture that shot and uh we were just going over the the photographs that some photographs from the last couple of weekends and when we did our uh, we did a photo shoot we called her uh, christy mm-hmm. and uh she came out and she did just, for, just uh, tremendous work and you know so album covers that's what i that's why i grew up with and i loved the I love the Black Sabbath record just because it was so. When you listen to the song Black Sabbath and you look at that other de- debut album, yeah, first you one. just yeah, and you just look at that. But it just it matches, you yeah. know. That's that's, yeah. that's what I love. I love when records can do that. Yeah, and, um, and then I also love the you know the real the the you know I also like the good just just well laid out records you know with good you know the right colors and, and again matching the matching the mm-hmm. big big vinyl record that came out of that. Yeah, you know. That's a, that's a that's an album cover to me. Seeing mm-hmm. the seeing the, the 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 band and the artist or whoever you know work so well together that the you know yeah yeah the, one of the other ones that comes to mind is is um, the Talking Heads record Fear of Music, which has and you have to get the vinyl to get to get the full experience of this too because it's it's there's this tactile thing to it where it's, it's like um, Jerry Harrison designed the cover for this actually he's the Keyboardist and uh, second guitar player in the band. All the members of Talking Heads were visual artists. Uh, that's they met at uh, the Rhode Island School of Design. And Jerry, I, well, Jerry Harrison didn't go there. I think he went to a different school. I think he was like actually Harvard or something. But anyway, the, the cover of Fear Music is like he was uh, mimicking 
um, what do you call it? Like the, one of your dime guitars has this for the, it's like a steel plate. Yeah. Like a steel plate. The yeah. Diamond plate. Yeah. yeah. The diamond plate, like a diamond plating, except that on the, the cover for your music, it's black, but on the, on the, if you get the vinyl, it's, it's actually the, the part, the diamond parts of the pattern are raised. So, um, and then it just says in, in sort of industrial looking like, like, uh, like shipping text, almost talking heads for your music. And I, I always, uh, that, that's a really good example of how, uh, packaging can, and, and album artwork can, uh, can color your perception of the music because that record is so strange and surreal. And to me, in my mind, it's like the music itself is almost like black and black and white or just dark because of that artwork. And it just really fits so well. And, and, um, that's another really good example. The other one I just thought of too, was the cover of who's next, uh, the, the who, uh, with the, probably their most famous album where that the one that has, uh, I won't get fooled again and Baba O'Reilly and uh, all those great hits the, 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 on the cover they're they're pissing on this monolithic structure out in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> I love, I love that one too, because it's just so, it's so simple, but it's, it's, and it's funny and it's it, almost kind of ridiculous, but it also says a lot about what they were doing at the time. And the story of how that photo came about too, is just, it was completely incidental. Cause I think they were just driving around trying to find places to take pictures. And they said, they just saw that happen across that, that structure, whatever it was. I don't know what it's the remnants of some, some building or something. And, uh, said, Oh, that's, that's cool. Let's go take pictures there. And it wasn't their immediate plan to piss. On. <laughs> they didn't want to pissing on it because they had to piss and they were out on, you know, they're out driving around and, and, uh, that wound up being the, the best shot. And, <laughs> Yeah, and then just great logos too. Having a, yeah. I always thought that ACDC had the had the best, you know, one of the best names in rock and roll. But then when they put that, when they when you see their logo and you see it, you know, on for those about to rock or whatever, you know, you see that you see that logo, and uh, just how simple, but yet cool. Because actually, Blackguards was um, I told a friend of mine, Scott, what I wanted. You know, kind of said that kind of that. ACDC, but a little bit, you know, and, and, and again, I, I forget how I explained it, but I did mention ACDC's logo. Yeah. And you can obviously see that in ours. Oh yeah. And um, so he drew that, he, uh, he, he drew that logo and um, the first draft I saw of it, absolutely loved it, brought it and showed Chad and he's like, oh my, you know, so with, mm-hmm. again, but a good logo, uh, there's the, a the symmetry of, of, of ACDC's logo, yeah. you know, put that on just on the record. I, I, I love stuff like that too. I love the simple album covers like that. And that was uh, one of the first things that Steve Harris did when he, when he came up with the name Iron Maiden is he, he, he drew the logo himself. Yeah. 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 And then, and, and then 10 million bands followed. It's, it's just, yeah. just everybody tipping the cap to that. That's just, just yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite album cover is going to be the one that we designed. Yeah, and for I, our thing. I have no idea what's going to be, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Hint, 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 hint. Yeah, was that the was that what he was trying to get at? <laughs> I think he was dropping a hint there. No, I I, I dropped it first. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, this week. Yeah, so we're so we're talking to our our, our, our uh, couple of places in Sligo. So fingers crossed, we'll have a, a another date for the Ireland tour. And uh, like we said, Pub Fountains uh, this Friday, and uh, Mo's Katie Saturday, and um, yeah, you might uh, you might even hear some new crap. So yeah, come on. Oh, and I did mention last week the live podcast that's still happening. I just haven't had time to throw it together yet. Uh, but Discipline. I have. Yeah, it's going to sound great. So I, I hope you, hope you guys tune in whenever that's ready. 
Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I said last week. Now uh, I'm hoping it's going to be this week, but I'm, uh, whenever it is, uh, just keep an eye on our social media and uh, you'll know about it soon enough. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then also just a uh, just re- uh, reminder, get your t-shirts and uh, support a wonderful cause with our drunken monkey privateers. Great looking t-shirt, great design. The t-shirts are really good quality. So yeah, let's move those and we should have some uh, new stickers and a, a bunch of new stuff coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, thanks for tuning in. And just remember, if you're going to start a, a new business, today is as good a day as any. Let's go. That's right. Let's go do it. All right. See you guys.